Wise Turtle Speaks is a series of offerings merging philosophy, physics, math, biology, psychology, sociology, education, art, politics, and even love together. We will explore the patterns of our consciousness as it moves through space and time and use those patterns to better understand and solve our problems in all four dimensions of the universe. Namaste. Okay, in this one, I'm going to continue, uh, this is part two of the personality categorization series. Um, part one was probably really boring and maybe didn't even make any sense to you. Um, that's okay, it's not a big deal. It's just my categorization typing using the contraction and expansion options and then all the different levels. Um, today, I'm going to integrate my personality typing group with the more commonly used MBTI, Myers-Briggs Typing Indicator um, categories, and I'm also going to combine that with the DSM, the Diagnostic Statistical Manual, that is um, mainstream psychology discussion of categories, personality types. Um, they, they tend to type things as personality disorders, and I'm putting scare quotes around the word disorders because a lot of these things are just normal variances in your brain and depending on who you're talking to uh, as they say one man's trash is another man's treasure one psychologist's uh, mental disorder is a non-psychologist's you know awesome personality type um, certainly the, the normal variations of human sort of behavior um, can be dealt with in a lot of different ways and the mainstream psychology region of our world it doesn't always deal with personality types um, in as healthy a way as I think they should. So I'm using these somewhat ironically, the categories you're going to be hearing. Um, so don't, they they don't take them too literally, too seriously. Just use them as these are some of the names that some people have come up with to, de to describe certain personality types. It doesn't mean they're wrong, it just means they're different. Okay. So that's really important to remember. Okay, because I'm going to start out with um, this diagram that I came up with that I sometimes call the uh, uh, DSMBTI, which is just a goofy way of saying it's the DSM plus the MBTI uh, categories of personality type. And there are 16 basic personalities, and for the emotional and, and physical um, levels, which are the first two levels of personality type, um, that are pretty much ingrained when we're born, or at least by the time we're, you know, a toddler. These are the, the very basic brain functions that we that first develop in, in our, um, in the fetal development, and then just after birth, a little bit, the emotional development starts to happen as well. Um, so these are the two things that are, that are pretty much either genetic or um, almost entirely genetic and certainly set by, you know, a very young age. So these are your, your core personality traits that are pretty much unlikely to ever change throughout your life. And so these are the two things that the psychologists tend to focus on because these are the, the, the least changeable things and then the most um, effective things in your personality type. So we have... We have a grid of um, 16 different categories, uh, and 
we, I've separated those into four different corners of the grid so it makes it a little easier for you to see if you look at this diagram um, that I hopefully have linked to in the, um, in the blog entry and the show notes hopefully it pops up in there if not go to the blog entry at uh, turl.org t-u-r-i-l.org will send you to my blog um, and look for the, the DSM BTI or the MBTI DSM podcast and it'll link there. So anyway, the, the, on the two different categories, um, which are the first two first person and second person categories that I, I talked about in last week, um, and go back and listen or not, um, it, it's not crucial that you know what my categories are. Um, but the first two that are, that are there, first person and second person, are also the first two in the Myers-Briggs typology set. And those are either introvert versus extrovert, and that's your, your sort of physical state that your brain focuses on, either the uh, internal state, which is the introvert, it focuses on the inputs that you're looking at, the internal state, um, as well as the sort of the more material contraction-y sort of elements of, of reality that you focus most on. If you're an introvert, if you're an extrovert, you go the other way. You focus on the, the outputs, the creative efforts, um, expressing yourself, um, looking outward, and that's the expansion side of things. And then on the second level, that is the emotional, sort of relational level of your brain, of what you're focused on. And you can either be focused on, again, the internal material contraction state of things or you can be focused on that we call sensing in the MBTI system and on the other hand if you're focused on outputs of second person outputs you know the the outputs of your environment um, you're going to focus on what your environment wants to do how it wants to express itself um, what its energy is that kind of thing sort of the expansion side of of things and we call that intuiting which is this is probably the most confusing set of categories dimensions in the MBTI it's the second person the emotional dimension which is how you relate to others in your environment and again by others it, you know it doesn't necessarily mean humans it can be anything in your environment you know anything from you know, a, a wall to a frog to the sun you know anything in your environment is another object another individual thing that you can relate to and care about and, and be focused on so that second person um, and it's really hard to describe that so that's often the most confusing thing people end up looking at when they're trying to figure out their their personality types in Myers-Briggs is that second person one but I think a really easy way to, to think about it is this contraction and expansion. Um, when you relate to your world, your external environment immediately, are you focused mostly on the material things, the objects, the what are these things, versus are you focused on um, what do these things want to do? You know, what, what's happening? What are the changes? What are the potential things that could happen? How could you interact with this stuff in a fun way? Um, so that's that's the difference between sensing and intuiting as far as the MBTI. Um, and another way to look at these things is the DSM, the psychology categories. 
And what I say is that for the first person perspective, um, for the introvert versus extrovert, the introverts are what uh, the DSM would call depressives. Now, what we have learned recently from genetic studies is that a depressive is not actually a person who is is compromised in any way. It's just a different gene type that actually allows an individual to have more uh, wide, a more wide range of emotions so that in response to stress you become more depressed but also in response to happy things, to useful good things, you actually respond with a higher level of awesomeness, of you know, passion, of excitement. So the people who have this, this gene, this quote depressive gene, are actually totally healthy and if they are not feeling stressed, they're actually better off, they're happier people. So don't think of depression as a disease. Think of it as just a different type of individual who feels things more intensely. Um, and this seems like it might be emotional, but it, it's actually physical because it's the first person experience. You're feeling your own inner state. Either your stressed state makes you more depressed, um, more slow. Um, it's, you know, it's the fight or flight response, but there's also fight, flight, or freeze. And depression is just freeze. It's the freeze response. And so individuals who have a depressive tendency are more likely to freeze under stress than the, the rest of the population. So that would be the introvert. The extrovert end of things is what I call hyperactive. And again, this is not a disorder. This is not a disease. Hyperactive is a totally normal state and it's actually quite healthy. Um, it's just an individual who just happens to feel pretty good most of the time, even when they're under stress, and they're just, they, they feel comfortable with the world. They feel um, a fairly steady state of things as opposed to the depressive types, the introvert types, who, you know, aren't necessarily very stable because they're so in tune with what's happening um, and how things are affecting them. Whereas the, the extroverts, you know, they're, they're fairly comfortable with life. They feel positive about things most of the time. And so they, you know, they, they're out, outgoing. Now, the second person perspective uh, is what I call the emotional level. And that's the limbic system of the brain, as opposed to the, the um, sort of brain stem and, and motor cortex kind of end, which is the, the physical first person state. The second person emotional um, part of your brain can either focus on um, the internal state of your of the outside world and so that's as we said the sensing and those are the people that I call um, avoidant avoidant attachment and that's because they don't feel a particular connection to anything outside themselves uh, they're focused on the internal states of the things outside themselves and trying to figure out what those things want, you know, what what is this, you know, what does this wall want from me, <laughs> you know, which is kind of hard to do. Um, but there are the people who, you know, are very, very focused on, you know, what something is and identifying it and figuring out what it is and in a fact-based way. And that is the avoidant personality type. Again, it's not necessarily bad, it's not necessarily a disease, it's just a type, it's just a way of focusing. And this may come from um, when it, someone is a kid and their environment is not very supportive, is not very engaging. Um, so this person in, 
in turn ends up mostly trying to focus on, you know, what is this? As opposed to, how can I work with this? You know, what's it going to do? It's, it's more like, literally, just what is this object? What is this fact-based thing? And then the other way to do uh, the second-person focus in your brain is to focus on the outputs of whatever is around you, the individual around you, and focus on how that output affects you. You know, what does this individual want to do? What does the thing do? How does it change? What is its energy? What is output expressiveness? Um, and that we call intuiting, which again is a very odd word for this, but a way to think about it is that you're sort of, you know, you've made an, a, an unconscious connection to this, this other individual. Um, so you kind of feel that other individual's, you know, expressiveness and what this individual is like and, you know, what it wants to do. And I call that, in the, in the uh, psychology circles, I call that ADD. And this is a very strange thing to me. Uh, it took me a while to actually agree that this made any sense whatsoever. But if you think about it, and now again, we're talking about ADD, not ADHD. There's no hyperactive in this. The hyperactive is over in the extroverts. But on the, the intuitives, the second person output focus, um, in the limbic system, the second person part of the brain. Um, ADD is really, if you think about it, focused on being attentive, and which is kind of ironic that they called it attention deficit disorder. It's actually a high attention to what's going on around you and, and whether or not it's going well and whether or not someone is, is expressing themselves in a way that seems useful or fun or engaging. So if you think about a kid sitting in a classroom and the teacher is there monotone, just bored to death. The teacher does not want to be there. The teacher isn't interested in this, really feels repressed, you know, feels like they, they would like to be anywhere else but there. Even if it's just unconscious, you know, maybe maybe the teacher thinks that they want to be there, but but they're really expressing themselves in a way that is just boring as hell. And this intuitive type, this second person output focused type, this ADD person, is actually picking on picking up on that, is very in tune with that, and saying, okay, there's something wrong here. You know, you don't want to be here. You're not enjoying yourself. There's something wrong. I should do something about it. And that's where the attention deficit disorder, quote unquote, comes in, you know, is, is expressing that um, outwardly and it's being intuited and it's, and it's, so you're, you're saying there's something wrong. The ADD second person intuitive type is, is saying, this is not right. I want to change the situation. Nobody's having fun here. So it's not that they're lacking in attention. It's that they're paying a lot of attention and they're realizing that there's something definitely going wrong and that nobody's having fun and that the output of this other individual is is uncomfortable. Okay, so we've got these these four types. Um, we've got the sensing and the intuiting as well as the uh, first person of introvert and extrovert. And if you put all these together and you put the, the depression and the hyperactive and the avoidant and the um, ADD types together in their possible combinations, what you end up getting are four different basic types. You get the, in the IS type, the first one, you get depression plus avoidant, I being depression and um, S being 
avoidant. Depression plus avoidant equals the autism spectrum end of things. So these are the people you might call Asperger's. Um, again, there's nothing inherently wrong with them. They just have different types of brain, different types of personality. Of course, there are the extreme, um, seriously brain malfunctioning autistic types, you know, who just physically don't function well. Um, you know, that's, that's the real end of the, the serious mental illness end of the autism spectrum disorder end of things but there are the totally healthy you know totally happy with their lives or mostly happy with their lives you know with themselves the the is types the introverts sensing types and uh, yep that's where you find your your asperger's types or your autism spectrum high functioning types and what's interesting is uh there's there's quite the contradictory group in this which is the um, isfps which are the introvert sensing feeling and perceiving and now feeling and perceiving because they're so um they're so other outward focused and other person focused and sort of community focused and sort of freewheeling kind of focus it, it's quite the contrast between the the introvert and sensing types so you get the, the sort of autism um, in your core being but then in your your more external community focused life you're you're kind of new agey so the isfp types are quite anachronistic, I think, and uh, it took me a while to even realize that these people weren't extroverts because they behave like extroverts because of their feeling and perceiving types. Um, but so looking at that group of people, you know, you might want to get to know some of these people and see their, their curious idiosyncrasies and their, their inner conflict. Um, so anyway, so moving on to the, the IN types, the introvert um, intuiting types, and these are somewhat contradictory in and of themselves because introvert are focused on their own internal state but the intuiting types are focused on second person external state their output um so so the in types are, are already a little struggling with their own individual selves and how they relate to others um, in their immediate environment and so when we put these two things together introvert being depressive and intuiting being ADD type, you get uh, depression plus ADD equals borderline personality, which is um, something that a lot of therapists avoid like the plague, except that it turns out that a large percentage of human beings have borderline personality. Um, and, and they can be quite happy, normal, healthy people as long as they're, you know, not stressed out. And when they're stressed out, what do they end up doing is they end up being crazy all over the place, you know, because they've got both the depression going on and the ADD going on. So they've got this internal focus, you know, they're, they're contracting into themselves, but they're also totally focused on their second person, their, you know, whoever's in their environment. They're totally focused on that other person, what that other person wants to do. And so it's very conflicting internal state. I can attest to that because I'm, I am an IN type. I'm an INTP. Um, so moving on, on to the, uh, the ES types, the uh, extrovert sensing types. These are uh, the hyperactive, which is an E, and the S is sensing, which is the avoidant personality type or the avoidant attachment types. So these are also somewhat contradictory types. And you've got, um, you know, so you've got the, the, their physical self is extroverted, but their second person self, they're focused on the introvert. They're, they're, um, 
interior focused. So they're focused on um, expressing themselves highly outward into the world, but then when they encounter other things and other individuals in the world, they're not quite sure what to do with them. They're like, ooh, what is this? I have to study this. I have to look at the facts. I have to measure this and, and decide, uh, you know, make some judgments about this other individual. Because I don't really quite understand them. I'm not really sure what they, what they are. Um, and these types make the best actors because they're so expressive they have a lot of energy to you know express themselves and to the courage to put themselves out there but they're also very very attentive to what's going on around them and what is in their environment uh, what their environment is on a very factual sensing based thing they're paying very attention to the past and the present um, what's happened and what exists the state of things right now as opposed to those intuiting types who are focused on you know change and expressiveness and, and, and energy and things like that. The, the sensing types are focused on you know, the material state of things. So they make fantastic actors. They also make, you know, pretty good, just general, all-around people. <laughs> um, because, you know, they're attentive to things and they're expressive and they feel generally comfortable with themselves. Um, so these are sort of the more normal end of people, I think. If you've got an average person, they're probably an ES type. Um, except in the Diagnostic Statistical Manual, in the, the psychology, psychiatry department, they call these types histrionic because they are dramatic. They can be very expressive and very outgoing, but they're also they're not entirely comfortable with relationships with their environment. You know, they're they don't really, they, they're very attentive to their environment because they don't understand it so well. Um, so it can make them very, very, very sensitive. So if something, if, if they see an, a relationship in their life, um, whether it's with a human being or whatever, um, that doesn't seem to be going well and they're having problems with it, they're going to get stressed out and then their extrovert, extroversion is going to be expressive of that stress. And therefore they can be, you know, very psychopathic even um, in their behavior even though they, they don't necessarily intend to be but they can also be very very friendly and, and outgoing and charming um, so that is what you know we might call histrionic um, it's just a very dramatic personality again of course because we have a range of um, the, the feeling and the thinking and the perceiving and the judging you know that there's going to be a range within that group but those are the, the sort of the, the histrionic would be the core of that individual and then the final four groups uh, the final category of um, of this is the are the ENs the extrovert intuiting types and these are probably the most successful people out there you know these are the hyperactive plus ADD types in other words the ADHD people now you might not think of ADHD as being successful because school systems don't actually allow these people to flourish very well. A lot of mainstream schools and, and even workplaces um, tend to like robots, tend to like people who are who behave in a very rigid state, so um, they don't tend to like these types of people. But these types of people are also the people who have the most energy and they are the most capable of relating to other people and, and working with them and seeing what they want to do and being excited about, you know, collaboration. The N types like collaboration, working with others. And, and the E types are 
good at it because they're they're feeling positive about their expressions most of the time when, when things are going well. So the EN types are um, what I basically just call healthy. These are the, the super healthy, you know, um, kind of type A personality, but not the stressed out type A personality. These are just the, the very successful, happy people that you see out there. Um, and, you know, they've got their own problems, of course. They're not perfect, but, you know, in a general sense, these are the people who have the most outward focused stuff, so they are the most accomplished. You know, they're, they're outward focused both, you know, in their physical sense and in their emotional sense. Um, so they tend to just be more accomplished than the rest of us. Uh, so if you're an EN type, you know, you're awesome, thanks. You know, we're, we're glad we have you around because <laughs> you help the rest of us a lot, hopefully. Um, so anyway, so those are the four different basic categories. Um, and then when you get into, of course, the, the third person and fourth person, you've got the, um, the sort of more more superficial but also just more community focused more intellectual um, personality elements which you know are clearly important but they're not um, they're not quite so ingrained because they, they haven't been around for your entire lives or at least not so intensely um, and I'll briefly go over those the um, feeling versus thinking um, feeling is obviously the um, focused on the internal state of things the, the matter what literally what matters to my community um, to the sort of third person you know group around me my this, the larger space around me um, the, the, you know somewhat in the future someone in the past our history our, our connections to our communities um, and the feeling types are focused on that so that's the internal past to present um, focus whereas the thinking types are focused on the past to the future um, the present to the future and the outputs of one's environment and one's community. And this is where we get the intellectual objectivity. So um, a better way maybe to say this than, than our thinking type is perhaps to say a, an, a, um, an intellectual curiosity, an intellectual experimenter, um, analytical as opposed to the, the feeling types are more likely to just take things at face value if someone they trust in their community tells them something they're likely to believe them and not question it really at all whereas the thinking types are more likely to say hmm how does this compare to other intellectual um, information that I've been offered you know does this make sense let's test it out you know let's experiment and explore and analyze and compare um, so you're sort of open to new ideas and changes in ideas and, and improving upon ideas. Um, that would be the third person set of categories. And the final set of categories um, is, is actually, it, it sort of connects the third person back to the first person. So this is fourth person perspective. And this is sort of the philosophical, cultural, moral, spiritual end of our personalities, um, which is where we get the judging and perceiving types. Judging being the focused on the, the material, the um, internal input state of what is right now. Um, how does how do things function right now? How does the universe? What is the state of the universe right now? And we sometimes think of this as controlling or trying to make plans because we're we're trying to the J types, the judging types are are not quite clear about what's going on, so they pay a lot of attention to the facts. 
but in a broader sense um, than in the first, second, and third person. They pay attention to the facts of everything. You know, they look at all of the the science that they know and the, the strategies that they know, and they try to use the one that seems most likely to work given the current state of things. Whereas the perceiving types are more free, sort of open-ended, focused on change, focused on um, what the universe is doing, how it's changing, how it's moving, how it's flowing. And that's why perceiving types are more go with the flow because they're actually more attentive to what's really happening um, over time as opposed to the current state of things and the state of things you know that we were aware of in the past um, perceiving types are are focused on you know how things might change potentiality possibility and um, you know and looking at what reality is but what also reality might be and where it might be going and they're open to that because they know that you know they could be wrong whereas the judging types know that they could be wrong but they don't want to be you know they're, they're they're trying to focus on you know making sure things that matter happen um, as opposed to the perceiving types are more focused on the energy of, you know this might happen what will happen you know how could things change so when you get a combination of an input and an output focus for the third and fourth person sections um, again, that, that can sometimes create an interesting dichotomy in personality types. So, for example, if you are um, an FP, as I already mentioned with the ISFP types, an FP is focused, an F is more focused on, you know, um, what your community wants and the, the facts and what people have told you and the, and the rules, whereas a, a P, perceiving type, is you know kind of go with the flow free 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 flowing you know hey let's you know i wonder what's going to happen so those two types sometimes tend to be somewhat anachronistic as well even if your your first two categories are are more consistent um and the same is true with the um um the t no not the tjs uh, the um uh, not the FPs. It would be the. I guess it's the T the TJs are not so anachronistic because um, they tend to work a little better because if you're open to new ideas in your third person objective perspective, you, um, you tend to be more willing to go with the flow when things don't go as planned. So the TJ types are probably a little less anachronistic. Um, they may still be uncomfortable with things not going as planned, but they're they're more open to well, okay, now what do I do? Let's find a new plan. Um, and of course, the the uh, the FJs probably are fairly stable. Those are the types who are focused on the inputs and the inputs on both third and fourth person, and so you know they, they feel fairly confident. Um, those tend to be the more religious types. Um, or at least the people who tend to feel like they're very comfortable in one specific community and one group and they, they find their niche in that group and then they stay there forever. They're you know, not necessarily home buddies, but they're community buddies. <laughs> um, and on the other end, the TPs, you know, they're just always open to new ideas, always exploring things. Hi, that's me again, INTP. Um, they're just fanatical about um, 
about observing everything and understanding and testing everything and exploring it all. Uh, and then if you get an ENTP, that's the outward focused, outward focused, outward focused, outward focused on all four levels. Um, those are the people who are just amazing visionaries, probably Elon Musk, although he might be INTP, I'm not totally sure, I don't know enough about him. But um, if you think about some of the just big explorers, the, the intellectual curiosities, um, people who are just fascinated about space travel or or creating new cultures and, and cities and all this kind of th those are the ENTP types because they're focused on outputs everywhere whereas the ISFJs are on the other end of the spectrum and those are the people who focus on all of the inputs all of their levels are input focused and so they're very kind of contracted into themselves and they look at everyone else in sort of a, a fairly um, a fairly contracted state, a very materialistic, um, they're very, very focused on um, facts and, and collecting data about things so that they can get everything straight and organize everything and um, make everything as planned. And um, So they tend to actually make some pretty good scientists. You might think, you know, some of these things are, you know, like I actually use numbers, so the zero, 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 looks like it's the most the worst level you could possibly be at, and that's the ISFJs. And to some extent, they, these people may be more unhappy than the, the EN, especially the ENTP types who are just extravagantly enthusiastic about everything. So the, the 0000 uh, ISFJ types, you know, you might think that they're, you know, that they might be the low end of the spectrum. But when you think about it, these are, these people might make fantastic scientists. They're very meticulous. And um, even though they may be on the autism end of the spectrum, that doesn't mean there's anything inherently wrong with them. That doesn't mean that they're, you know, they need to be fixed or anything. That's, that's just who they are. That's their brain type. And that's true for all of these personality types, all of the 16 types. They're just unique. Of course, if you feel like you are struggling with your personality and you need some help in relating to other people or dealing with your own depression or whatever, you know, certainly there can be help out there. Um, and there can be ways to better support your, your brain and your body. Um, there's no reason why you can't improve yourself no matter what personality type you are. And we've all got problems. So don't take any of these personality types if you think you're one, you know, that, oh, you know, that one's better. Well, you know, if you think you can get there, go for it, you know. Um, especially the higher level, the, the third and fourth person levels, you know, those, these do develop after birth as far as I can tell, or at least to some extent. And you can always improve and be more balanced in any of these um, if it's something that we want. So if you do want to be more like someone else, you know, talk to them and find out what they do and how they're, they react to things. Um, and, you know, maybe you can learn something. Maybe you can incorporate, you know, their, a little bit of their personality into yourself. Um, and if you don't, if you're totally happy with your personality, that's great too, actually. That's really great. <laughs> so anyway, um, I know that was a long one, uh, but it was fairly in-depth and partially controversial, I'm sure, but hopefully helpful. And um, if you have any questions, please do contact me. Um, I'm at thewiseturtle uh, at gmail.com. And you can also always just talk to me um, on Reddit. My username is Turl, so if you go to www.reddit.com slash user slash Turl, T-U-R-I-L, you can talk to me there as well, if you register, of course, um, which is free.
and I encourage you to check me out there, as well as my turl.org, T-U-R-I-L dot O-R-G, will send you to my regular blog, which has this podcast. Okay, thank you very much, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.